Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Juno Report for February 2018. The Juno Report is a service of Guide Dog Users Incorporated, a proud affiliate of the American Council of the Blind. This month on the Juno Report, we had planned to do something a little different, but because of some technological snafus that I've experienced and some other issues less relevant but of equal impact, what I've decided to do is provide you with a roundup of news and information regarding the Delta Airlines decision to require guide dog handlers and other service dog users to provide certain types of documentation 48 hours prior to a flight. I do this with some hesitance because this whole thing is rather liquid and can change in a matter of hours. Indeed, by the time you hear this broadcast or hear it as a podcast, Delta may have already reversed or changed at least some of its policies. I note, for example, that on the day this program airs, the National Federation of the Blind is meeting with Delta Airlines. I have no doubt that the American Council of the Blind, its representatives, also have plans to meet with both Delta and with federal representatives to try to resolve this in a a manner that will make sense. What I want to do, however, is provide you with at least a snapshot of information as it existed at the time this program airs. In that spirit, what I would like to do is share with you various press releases from organizations and agencies who are impacted, whose members are impacted by this decision. First, I'd like to begin with the press release that started it all. This was released on January 18th by Delta Airlines. Atlanta, January 18, 2018. Delta Airlines, NYSE DAL, is taking steps to further protect its customers, employees, and service and support animals by implementing advanced documentation requirements for those animals. This comes as a result of a lack of regulation that has led to serious safety risks involving untrained animals in flight. The new requirements support Delta's top priority of ensuring safety for its customers, employees, and trained service and support animals, while supporting the rights of customers with legitimate needs, such as disabled veterans, to travel with trained animals. Delta carries approximately 700 service or support animals daily, nearly 250,000 annually. Putting this into perspective, Delta carries more than 180 million passengers annually. Customers have attempted to fly with comfort turkeys, gliding possums, known as sugar gliders, snakes, spiders, and more. Ignoring the true intent of existing rules governing the transport of service and support animals can be a disservice to customers who have real and documented needs. Delta has seen an 84% increase in reported animal incidents since 2016, including urination, defecation, biting, and even a widely reported attack by a 70-pound dog. In 2017, Delta employees reported increased acts of aggression, barking, growling, lunging, and biting from service and support animals, behavior not typically seen in these animals when properly trained and working. New Procedures and Updated Requirements In compliance with the Air Carrier Access Act, Delta provides in-cabin travel for service and support animals without charge. The guidelines, effective March 1st, require that all customers traveling with a service or support animal show proof of health or vaccinations 48 hours in advance. 
in addition to the current requirement of a letter prepared and signed by a doctor or licensed mental health professional, those with psychiatric service animals and emotional support animals will also need to provide a signed document confirming that their animal can behave to prevent untrained, sometimes aggressive, household pets from traveling without a kennel in the cabin. These measures are intended to help ensure that those customers traveling with a trained service or support animal will no longer be at risk of untrained pets attacking their working animal. As has previously been reported, the rise in serious incidents involving animals in flight leads us to believe that the lack of regulation in both health and training screening for these animals is creating unsafe conditions across U.S. air travel, said John Laughter, SVP, Corporate Safety, Security, and Compliance. As a leader in safety, we worked with our advisory board on disability to find a solution that supports those customers with a legitimate need for these animals, while prioritizing the safe and consistent travel experience. In developing the updated requirements, Delta solicited the feedback and input of its 15-member advisory board on disability. A group of disability advocates established more than a decade ago and composed of diverse Delta frequent flyers with a range of disabilities. Air Carrier Access Act. As the Title 14 Code of Federal Aviation Regulation, Section 382.117, dictates, you must permit the service animal to accompany the passenger with a disability at any seat in which the passenger sits unless the animal obstructs an aisle or other area that must remain unobstructed to facilitate an emergency evacuation. However, untrained animals that have been misidentified as service and support animals are regularly reported to occupy seats, stretch across the aisles, and move throughout the cabin during flight, often without restriction. That same regulation also requires that airlines determine whether any factors preclude travel in the cabin by a service animal. Such factors include whether the animal would pose a direct threat to the health or safety of others and whether it would cause a significant disruption of cabin service. We are committed to consistently improving our policies, prioritizing the safety of all Delta customers and employees, said Laughter. We have received extensive customer feedback through calls, emails, and social posts, many from among those within the disability community, urging Delta to take action. This new policy is our first step in better protecting those who fly with Delta with a more thoughtful screening process, what customers with service and support animals need to know. Any customer traveling with a service or support animal after March 1st will need to meet the new requirements, as outlined below. Traveling with a trained service animal. Customers traveling with a trained service animal will be required to submit a signed veterinary health form and or an immunization record current within one year of the travel date for their animal to Delta's service animal support desk via Delta.com at least 48 hours in advance of travel. Traveling with an emotional support animal or psychiatric service animal. Customers traveling with an emotional support animal or psychiatric service animal will be required to submit a signed veterinary health form and or an immunization record current within one year of the travel date. An emotional support psychiatric service animal request form 
which requires a letter prepared and signed by a doctor or licensed mental health professional and a signed confirmation of animal training form to Delta's Service Animal Support Desk via Delta.com at least 48 hours in advance of travel. Delta is creating a Service Animal Support Desk for customers traveling with service and support animals to improve their travel experience and ensure they receive excellent customer service. This desk will verify that the above documentation is received and confirm the customer's reservation to travel with the animal prior to arrival at the airport. If a form is not completed, a representative will communicate with the customer via email to request the missing or incomplete items. Delta does not accept exotic or unusual service or support animals. Additional information on types of accepted animals and other questions related to traveling with service and support animals is available at the Delta website. What then is the response? Well, the response is interesting indeed, and I include that here, of course. The first and most important response is that from Guide Dog Users Incorporated, whose podcast this is. Penny Reader did an interview on the subject with Jonathan Mosen and his podcast, in late January. This is a press release from the organization that simply sums up the positions Penny took in that interview. January 23rd, 2018. For further information, contact Penny Reader, President, Guide Dog Users Incorporated, 866-799-8436. Email president at guidedogusersinc.org https colon slash slash www.guidedogusersinc.org Guide Dog Users Inc. finds Delta Airlines' new policy regarding service and emotional support animals particularly burdensome for guide dog users and unlikely to solve problems associated with out-of-control and misbehaving animals on planes. On Friday, January 19th, Delta Airlines released information regarding revised policies concerning service and emotional support animals who fly with their companions inside the cabins of Delta planes. These new requirements are expected to go into effect on March 1st. Delta explained that the new policies have been developed to assure safety for all of their passengers and onboard crew members. Guide Dog Users, Inc., GDUI, wishes to respond to the policy changes announced by Delta. First, our members, who depend on our guide dogs for safe, independent travel, certainly agree with Delta's goals of assuring safety for all passengers. Like every other airline passenger, we care about safety for ourselves and for our guide dogs as well, and we too have encountered an increasing prevalence of misbehaving and uncontrolled animals often fraudulently identified as emotional support animals or comfort animals by their owners in airports and on planes. These experiences have frequently been unpleasant and sometimes have even compromised our safety and that of our guide dogs. We too believe it is our right to expect the planes on which we fly to be safe, non-threatening environments. Delta's new requirements, however, would represent significant burdens for us as people who are blind who have been permitted for decades to travel on public conveyances and in public venues with our guide dogs in the lead without onerous paperwork requirements. A requirement that we supply current vaccination records for our guide dogs online 48 hours in advance of the first flight we take in any given year, and that we certify the airline's possession of these records upon check-in for every flight is especially burdensome. 
as we will no longer be able to take advantage of curbside or kiosk check-in. We may need to be separated from traveling companions, and the whole check-in process is likely to require longer lines and more time than would be the case for people traveling without guide dogs. In addition, the new requirements represent logistical problems which we wonder how Delta would address, e.g., when during the course of long-distance travel we are unexpectedly transferred to a Delta plane for which we had no reservations and for which we have not submitted the required documentation. Or, if we are traveling on a Sunday or holiday when our vets cannot be reached, or in the all-too-likely circumstance that the airline cannot locate or access the forms we had already submitted, we are skeptical that requiring submission of vaccination records, and in the case of emotional support animals, some kind of certification that the animals have been trained to behave well in public, will actually reduce the incidence of ill-behaved and uncontrolled animals on board planes. In our experience, the unfortunate consequences of traveling with uncontrolled animals have resulted not because of disease or lack of vaccinations, but rather because misbehaving animals have not been trained for exposure to noisy airports or crowded planes, and their owners have not been able to bring them under control. Further, we are skeptical that a veterinarian's certification that an animal who is not trained to provide service to a person with a disability, has had sufficient training to behave well in public would be a valid certification. Won't it be just as easy for a person who wants to bring his or her untrained pet along on a trip to procure the same kind of fraudulent certification of training as he or she may have already obtained online or from some disreputable source to verify a presumed disability? In short, we question how these invasive paperwork requirements will actually address the safety concerns that we share with the airline or resolve the problems that occur on board because of misbehaving uncontrolled animals. Yet we are sure, because of our own experiences as people who are blind, that the new paperwork requirements may well be extraordinarily inconvenient for us, since some of us may encounter significant difficulties with online submission of paperwork which may not even be accessible to our assistive technologies, since it will take us longer to get through the check-in process and we will have to give up the convenience of curbside or kiosk check-in and the comfort of managing the whole check-in process in the company of travel companions. The Air Carrier Access Act of 1986, which is the legislation that guarantees our right as guide and service animal users to fly in the company of our well-trained and well-cared-for dogs, prohibits discrimination on the basis of disability. We suggest that imposing these exceptionally burdensome and unnecessary regulations, which we believe have little likelihood of resolving the problems of misbehaving uncontrolled animals on planes, may represent discrimination against us on exactly the basis of our disabilities. It is clear to us that Delta's intentions are good. It is equally clear to us that the solutions which Delta proposes are unlikely to remedy the problems associated with ill-behaved and uncontrolled animals on planes, and further, that the new requirements are especially burdensome for guide dog users. 
We have shared our concerns with the Aviation Consumer Protection Division at the U.S. Department of Transportation, DOT, which implements the Air Carriers Access Act. We look forward to sharing our concerns and offering advice and commentary on new Air Carrier Access Act regulations, which the DOT will propose later this year in a Notice of Proposed Rulemaking, NPRM. The DOT has indicated that they will begin accepting comments on proposed regulations as soon as July. We believe that our collective experience as guide dog handlers and frequent flyers equips us with the kind of practical knowledge that will allow us to participate constructively in discussions that will lead to solutions. And we look forward to our involvement, along with other disability advocacy organizations, in the Department of Transportation's upcoming rule-making process. Meanwhile, we urge our members to share their concerns with Delta and the Aviation Consumer Protection Division at the U.S. Department of Transportation. The link, by the way, if you wish to file a complaint, the link for that form is https colon slash slash airconsumer.dot.gov slash ecomplaint slash consumer with a capital C form F-O-R-M with a capital F dot C-F-M. And we hope and expect that Delta will take our concerns into account before they implement these exceptionally burdensome requirements for guide dog users in March. Next up, I want to share with you the response from the Seeing Eye, which of course is one of the guide dog schools from whom we got a response on the Delta regulations. Not all of the schools contacted the Juno reports, but those from whom we heard are included here in this podcast. The Seeing Eye response reads as follows. This was targeted to its graduates. Dear fellow Seeing Eye graduate, Many of you have contacted the Seeing Eye with concerns about Delta's new service animal policy. The new requirements, effective March 1st, call for disabled passengers to take several steps before they will be allowed to fly with the service animal. These steps include uploading proof of rabies and distemper vaccinations to the Delta website on an annual basis and requiring passengers to report to the check-in counter for verification each time they go to the airport. The seeing eye recognizes that all airlines must establish practical and reasonable policies as part of ongoing efforts to keep passengers safe. However, we believe that Delta's new service animal policy compromises the rights of guide dog handlers to fly free from discrimination. In response to Delta's new policy and the likelihood that, if left unchallenged, other airlines will quickly adopt similar requirements, the Seeing Eye has submitted the below complaint to the Aviation Consumer Protection Division at the U.S. Department of Transportation. 1. Passengers with guide dogs should be able to complete check-in online at a kiosk or curbside, just like anyone else. Instead, Delta's new policy requires these passengers to visit the airport check-in counter, where the disabled passenger's request will be verified at the airport by a Delta representative. This is an undue burden and a serious inconvenience for blind passengers, especially when traveling with family, friends, or business colleagues who prefer to check in curbside or who have already secured advanced boarding passes. This practice violates the disabled passenger's right to choose what check-in process 
works best for his, her individual circumstances, and will likely force passengers to depend on Delta representatives or others for additional assistance that they might not otherwise require. Moreover, segregating blind passengers from their traveling companions or other non-disabled passengers simply to enforce compliance with a vaccination requirements that has already mandated that is already mandated by most state laws is degrading and cause for considerable humiliation, embarrassment, and loss of dignity. Two, the 48-hour advance notice seems to preclude last-minute or emergency travel if the trip is the passenger's first flight of the renewal year. Three, the policy fails to address what will happen when other airlines need to reschedule disabled passengers onto Delta flights if those passengers do not have the required documentation for their service animals. Graduates who are concerned about this new policy are encouraged to submit their own comments describing any negative impact on air travel on Delta by completing the complaint form, and it provides the link that we provided earlier in this program. If your only means of contacting the division is by phone, you may leave a message at 202-366-2220. Sincerely, Ginger Bennett Kutch, Advocacy Specialist, The Seeing Eye, Inc., Morristown, New Jersey, 973-539-4425. Guide Dogs for the Blind in California has also weighed in on this issue. This is the letter its executive director sent to the school's alumni. Dear GDB alumni, As you know, last Friday, Delta Airlines announced changes to their policy for customers traveling with service animals. As promised, we are following up with you to share our official position and action plan. Guide Dogs for the Blind understands the airline's desire to address the ever-increasing challenges presented by passengers flying with animals and falsely representing them as service animals. Guide Dogs for the Blind believes that these animals, who have not been trained to behave appropriately in public, pose a threat to the safety of guide dog teams and other passengers. However, it is the position of Guide Dogs for the Blind that the proposed policy change at Delta is in direct violation of the Air Carrier Access Act. The new regulations are discriminatory in nature and cause an undue hardship on individuals who are disabled and who travel with the assistance of a properly trained service dog. Requiring service dog handlers to present a health certificate for their dogs 48 hours prior to flying is discriminatory as it does not allow for last-minute or emergency travel. Further, it presents an undue hardship on the handler as no other passengers have to submit similar paperwork prior to travel. The Air Carrier Access Act clearly states that passengers with disabilities do not need to let airlines know about their disability prior to flying. Requiring persons with service dogs to check in at the counter is discriminatory as it does not allow equal access to all services provided by the airline, including curbside and online check-in. The Air Carrier Access Act was designed to ensure that persons with disabilities would have free and equal access to the same services as other passengers. Further, the proposed policy does not directly address the issue of ill-behaved animals and their negative impact on the travel experience for people of all abilities. Guide Dogs for the Blind is requesting a meeting with Delta Airlines as well as a consortium of other airlines to discuss this matter further and to help them develop a solution that does not infringe on the rights of our clients 
and other handlers of legitimate service animals. If you are also concerned about this new policy, we encourage you to let your voice be heard. You can file a complaint, and then they provide the same link that we've provided earlier in the program. We will keep you posted on any further developments. Very best, Christine Benninger, CEO. Guide Dogs for the Blind. This is the response which we received from the Guide Dog Foundation in Smithtown, New York. On January 19, 2018, Delta Airlines announced it would institute new requirements for passengers flying with service animals. The Guide Dog Foundation and America's Vet Dogs understand the problems raised by individuals who pass off pets as service or emotional support animals. These are issues faced every day by people with disabilities and with the difficulties airlines face when these passengers attempt to travel with these animals. However, we do not believe the solution lies in creating additional burdens for people with disabilities who fly with their well-trained guide dogs, service dogs, or hearing dogs. We are attempting to better understand the new Delta policy so that we can ensure our program graduates are fully informed, and we offer our assistance to Delta to provide advice and counsel to modify these requirements so that passengers with disabilities do not face additional challenges when traveling with service or emotional support animals. In particular, we are concerned about these issues and their impact on the community we serve. Whether individuals traveling with their assistance dogs must check in at the ticket counter, which would deprive them of their right to choose the method of check-in that suits their needs, or if curbside and kiosk check-ins are still options, that an airline check-in agent must visually inspect an animal before it is allowed to board. The requirement that these forms need to be submitted at least 48 hours in advance, which appears to preclude emergency travel, e.g. an individual needs to travel in the case of a death or serious illness. We were advised by the Delta Disability Services Office that, should a circumstance such as this arise, the passenger should arrive early at the Delta Special Services desk to negotiate their travel. That these documents must be uploaded every single time an individual flies, although they are valid for one year. That the only ways to submit documentation prior to the flight is to upload these forms to Delta's website or to travel to the airport to get assistance from the Delta Special Services desk at least 48 hours prior to the flight. This places an undue burden on assistance dog users who may not have easy access to a computer or who may not be technologically literate. The Guide Dog Foundation and America's Vet Dogs have taken a leading role in access issues for people with disabilities who travel with their guide, service, or hearing dogs. Members of our staff have served on the Department of Transportation's Advisory Committee on Accessible Air Transportation Access. Our staff and graduates have worked with the Transportation Security Administration, TSA, to provide training. Our staff and graduates have worked with the Transportation Security Administration, TSA, to provide training to TSA agents on how to screen passengers with service animals. And we have coordinated with the Federal Aviation Administration, FAA, and airport managers to offer advice on the ongoing construction of post-security relief areas, both locally and nationwide. The Guide Dog Foundation and America's Vet Dogs remain committed to supporting equal rights of access for people with disabilities.
and we continue to advocate on their behalf. Janine Stanley, Consumer Relations Coordinator, Guide Dog Foundation for the Blind, and America's Vet Dogs, the Veterans Canine Corps, Inc. That is by no means a complete roundup of organizations and agencies who have expressed concern over these pending policies, but it is at least representative of the discussions that are going on among blind and visually impaired guide dog handlers and those organizations from whom they graduate. I'm Nolan Crabb. That concludes this month's Juno Report. We will be back in March. Thank you for listening.